Welcome back to Deconstructing Damsels. I am your host, Jessica, and this is going to be the fun month. It is Halloween month, and we know how that goes in this world. We have at least three stories this month, and I hope you will stick around for all of them. This episode will feature sci-fi dragons from outer space set in Roswell, New Mexico, and I have a couple more. I want to do a little bit of housekeeping first before I give you the heads up and the rest of the episode. I enjoy Halloween month so much and I had so much fun putting together Dragon Shifters month this month. And the first Halloween episode I did, and it was just one episode, I believe it was Halloween, I did another Dragon Shifters. And I was like, okay, well, maybe I can do something else because I've been reading a bunch of dragons and obviously you got a whole month. I also have a ton of reviews coming on Patreon with Dragon Shifters. There are many reviews. They're not long ones, but each one is very different. And it's just going to be a lot of interesting collection there <laughs> of the many CEOs of Kindle <laughs> Unlimited, basically. So if you would like to join Patreon, that's patreon.com damselspodcast. As with all my housekeeping, everything is damselspodcast if it's around. I have been a little bit lax on posting stuff. I had a family emergency about mid to late September. I'm fine. It's not me. But I had a family emergency, and so everything's kind of been pushed around a little bit. So I'm trying to catch back up on that. But I have a whole bunch of, of content for my patrons to read, coming or read, listen to, however it works out, because I have to record a few more episodes just for y'all. But at least for now, you're having many reviews, and there's a lot. I've been reading a lot of dragon shifters, okay? I've fallen down the Courtney hole, and this isn't even a Courtney episode yet. Okay, so, <laughs> with that being said, I want to thank my patrons. Kelly from Boobies and Newbies, Holly, the Elm Sisters, and Carrie from Muppet Profiles. I appreciate all that you do. And speaking of Carrie, she is our guest this episode. Yes, I know, we have a guest again. <laughs> it's so exciting for you. We have Carrie, who we will be talking about Must Love Dragons by Michelle Ziegler. Again, sci-fi, Faded Mates, set in Roswell, New Mexico. It's a lot, but it was fun. I hope you enjoy it, and I will let you go from now, and I'll see you at the outro. Okay, hi guys! I am here with Carrie, patron Carrie, but also Carrie of Muppet Profiles, and we are talking about the first book in Halloween month. You guys know I love a theme, and our theme this time is Dragon Shifters, and this one's a special kind that we're going to be talking about today, because it can't say if it's paranormal or sci-fi, it doesn't know yet. So I got like six books in the series. Uh, <laughs> and this is the first one. We are reading Must Love Dragons by Michelle Ziegler. And it's available on Kindle Unlimited. I want to put that out there. So if anyone wants to read this, I picked Kindle Unlimited books that I had available for people on purpose. If they wanted to come on the podcast. Easy access. And I think this one was actually free to download. So even better. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that was that was something. <laughs> one of the reasons I picked it. <laughs> and it's only like, it's under 170 pages, so it's even better. It's a quick <laughs> read. It's a quick it's read. It's between a book and a novella. I couldn't decide what it was, so I just like... And then the other one that I'm going to record with Courtney, the firefighter dragon's next door mate, 
as I don't know how long because it's only an Amazon format, so there's no page numbers, mm. but it's under 100 pages. And I'm recording that on Wednesday. Nice. So you're, get, you're so, getting it all lined up. Yeah. So we've, we've, I had a couple, like I had a couple days delay. If anyone's on Twitter, they know why. Uh, I don't want to talk about it on here, but just there was some things that happened and needed my attention. So I had to delay this and Carrie has been very nice about moving things around for me. Yeah, no problem at all. <laughs> <laughs> can you hear my husband? He's upstairs like walking around and no. like, they, can you hear that? I can't. <laughs> Okay, that's good. And also, like, the cats, uh, they, they've got their little balls with the, the bells in them, and I can hear them rolling up on the floor. And I'm like, oh, I hope, <laughs> hope that's not showing up. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. There's no there, – there is absolutely no knowledge of, of life outside of your recordings. So okay. <laughs> I'm sitting here on my husband's computer with a penny that's asleep on her bed, like – you're in here, he's in the bedroom, because whenever we, we do this, he goes in the bedroom to record, or not record, but so I can record, and so he can uh, basically go to sleep. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> and so he goes and takes a nap. Because the bedroom, like, so in our apartment, you have to go through the living room to get to the bedroom. Mm -hmm. So he just goes to the bedroom, and it's a comfortable place for him to be. That's a nice, you know, nice uh, workout you have there. You do the podcasting, he takes a nap, like... That's a that's a good arrangement. And when he's doing D and D, I do the do this, and we switch we flip it a little bit. Or I'll be on. We've got like a little jack that goes all around the room, so I can listen to headphones and watch the TV. Mm -hmm. Because we recently got a Fire Stick. I ah. finally have apps with TV things on them now. Nice. Before this, we just had his PlayStation Three and the YouTube app, and that was it. Mm -hmm. So over here, there's this app called Join. Join, I don't know how to pronounce it over here, but. Mm -hmm. And so I can watch things. So I can watch like basic TV channels, but I can also watch like dubbed HGTV. And nice. <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but it makes me, it makes me like so desperately want to be able to read a, a shifter gardener. Mm -hmm. You know, who's like a, who's like a TV guy for the shifter community. Yes. Because, you know, like. Because Kelly Lornston has got her Shifter Universe where they've got, like, the football and stuff like that and the roller derby and stuff. So I'm like, can someone just create an entire world where the paranormals <laughs> have their TV stars? You know, like, they're, like, you know, they're different little, like, channel celebrities and stuff. That would be cool. <laughs> saying. Authors watch TV, too. I'd like to, I'd like to put some of that in there. Yeah. That would be, that would be very cool. What would you call a channel like that? Hmm. <laughs> well, I guess if you're a if like you're a bear shifter, you can call it like Home and Garden TV. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> HGTV exactly. <laughs> and then like I'm just I'm just imagining like a Love After Lockup or Life After Lockup, but with like paranormal shifters. I I can't even imagine how that would work out. Oh, what a fun story that would be though. Right, Love After Lockup with shifters. <laughs> I'm giving you options. Run with it. Go with down. it. I give I give bunnies to everybody. I give away more plot bunnies than the world has space for. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't see why not. Yeah, that makes sense. I think this is the first first or second shifter book I've read. I, ha I don't usually read uh, these shifter books. And it was really, it was really interesting to get into it. And um I have to admit, I didn't quite get all of it. Like, in that, like, I didn't, <laughs> Me either. 
I I haven't read a lot of Faded Mates either, and ah, and at first I was getting really annoyed. I'm like, okay, like he, he's like, you're mine, and she's like, okay, and and um and that it, I'm simplifying it. That's not exactly what happened, but uh, I was. I don't know. I was getting a little annoyed by that. I'm like, okay, you guys just met. Like, how do you know? Like, how do you know? And I just read this piece before I came on the podcast about faded mates and how one of the uh, an appeal of it can be that there's no tension. You don't have to do the will they, won't they. You know that they're going to wind up together, and there's an appeal to that. And I'm like, oh yeah, I can see that. That makes sense. It it takes a lot of the reader angst out of the way, so you know the end goal. The question is, how are they going to get there? Mm Mm-hmm. And this one was very interesting because, again, as I mentioned, it can't decide if it's a sci-fi or a paranormal because the dragon shifters come from outer space. Mm-hmm. But I assume the other shifters on the on Earth do not. So I'm like, yeah, I don't. I got the feeling they didn't come from outer space. No, I don't think they did. I was reading a review, and it's it said that she was from Earth. I think that Maggie yeah. was from Earth, and there, there wasn't any mention about Roswell, space. New Mexico. Which, perfect, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Like, the settings were amazing on that front. It's very amazing. Very amazing settings. And she'd returned home because her dead mother told her to go. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was... That was very interesting. And I liked the conversations she had with her mother. Those were cool. (laughs) Yeah, because it wasn't like a... It wasn't like one of those, like, Oh, I'm so sorry. It was like, Why are you not following my directions? Mm Mm-hmm. I'm telling you what you need to do. I know what you need to do. You know what you need to do. Let's do it. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? That's valid. It it absolutely valid. Yeah. Absolutely valid. And I, I appreciate the fact she wasn't like sunshine and roses, but she wasn't always like nihilistic either. She was just kind of like Maddie, I mean. Mm-hmm. She was just kind of like, cool. Yeah. I am what I am. I like that about her too. And I I think my favorite, no, it's not I think, I know, my favorite part of the whole story was when she turned Cal into a chicken. That was, <laughs> that was my favorite, too. <laughs> it's so great. Like, you know, he, he you know, he keeps he coming on it. to her, and she's like, no, no, even though she's thinking yes, and then she turns him into a chicken, and <laughs> I didn't see that coming, you know? Like, that's not what I would have thought. I would have thought, like, a mouse or, you know, something else right? but a chicken like that was amazing and and the bar was called the rooster or something right so that's why she yeah. turned him into a chicken it was the first thing she thought of but also it also applies because dragons are lizards mm-hmm. we have dinosaurs and a chicken yes so if you follow the progression oh yes that does make sense on several levels yeah yes <laughs> so I was, I was very amused by all of that <laughs> and he doesn't remember it that was the best part like he was like he was remembering bits and pieces but he can't remember all of it together at one time mm-hmm. yeah and i love how the i think it was the bartender was saying uh, that they had to get the chicken out of there because it violated health code and <laughs> <laughs> so cal knew he was going to meet his faded mate mm-hmm Maddie had no idea what the heck this man was talking about. And so, because she lived, I mean, she grew up in Roswell, so she knew about shifters. She knew about, like, you know, sci-fi, like, people that may needed a little come-to-the-earth world talk, you know, Mm -hmm. with sci-fi stuff. It was interesting because, like, she was just like, who are you and why are you here? And also, what do you mean you're my fated mate? And then, like, her ex-fiance, like, walks in and she's just like, well, I don't want you either. Mm Mm-hmm. She was just like, both of you go away. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
Yeah, look, they... look, my dead mother sent me here. I have nothing, no room for you people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man, her ex, he was something else. He was uh, just... What was he saying? Yeah, yeah just uh, very like, oh, you're mine, and very possessive, and yeah, wasn't a fan it was very of that. Shiftery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like, it was a very like attempt to be an alpha shiftery stuff, but it was very clear he was not an alpha mm-hmm. personality, like a shifter alpha. Mm-hmm. Because shifter alphas can be, you know, alpha holes. Or they can be cinnamon rolls, or they can be somewhere in between, or they can be like good leaders, or you know, whatever. But um, it was very clear that he needed some therapy. Yeah, I think that's that's a fair assessment. Because he didn't like getting dumped. No, no, like and and he like, really wasn't taking it well. I was like, but I would have dumped you too. Yeah. I found it interesting also because Cal is a, a sci-fi dragon. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently, like, they come to Earth every once in a while, like, every thousand years or something, so hence the dragons throughout human history. I appreciate it. I kept seeing the spaceship as a Doctor Who TARDIS for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, like, the TARDIS, oh, gosh. The one that had, like, I think it was, like, some of the earlier ones from, like, the 60s with the little, like, holes, and then they, like, redid it earlier this year, or earlier in the past couple of years, I think, for um, the doctor lady that wasn't, and so Grace, I think was her name. So it was, just, it was very interesting to see to my brain, which is like, oh, I'm supplying it with that. And then apparently, oh, God, what's the name of that show? I just forgot the name of it. But the, it's the one with, like, Rimmer and all of them. Red Dwarf, maybe? Maybe Red Dwarf. Yeah, yeah I haven't seen it, yeah. but that might be. I, that might be it. I haven't either, but, like, Sven is friends with Diamanda Hagen, and so mm-hmm. she does reviews. She does, like, like seasonal reviews of that so i've learned some things along the way so i just kept seeing like this weird little mashup ship even though i have a feeling it was probably more like having i don't know an alpha romero mm-hmm. rather than a <laughs> tatty little ship because <laughs> i kept describing it and i was like this doesn't seem high-end for like very important people no it definitely didn't seem high-end it had a very um it had a very like low budget sci-fi kind of feel to it the way they were describing it right yeah which which i kind of liked actually (laughs) yeah me too (laughs) i thought that was fun there was a lot of really good things in this book i think yeah, I thought so too. It was very entertaining, and uh, like, w- once I got past the whole faded mates thing, and then like <laughs> I really started to appreciate it. I think I kind of got off on the wrong foot with it because yeah. I think when he in the beginning when he was just he was coming on to her and she was saying like or I don't even know if coming on to her is the right way to put it. I don't I don't he know. He was just a declaring to her. Declaring. He wasn't, he wasn't coming on to her. He was declaring. So yeah. that you know there was a difference there, but. The way she was saying no, and he just kept declaring, and that kind of bugged me at first, just because I that's something I don't like in romance novels yeah. or in movies or anything where the woman is saying no, but she's really thinking yes, so the guy like tries to convince her, and I just that's not something I'm a fan of, but yeah, but you know, but it is what it is, and she got to turn him I, into a chicken, so I think it all paid off. <laughs> I was gonna say she handled it really well, yeah. Yeah, I think so. I was definitely down with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think that Cal was, um, I'm still learning about, like, uh, like the male different tropes. Is he an alpha or an alpha hole? He didn't, didn't seem that way to me, but you know, but you would know more than me, obviously. I, I think he's definitely, like, one of those alpha characters. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he was an alpha hole, because once he understood that she was confused and had no idea what the hell he was talking about, he, like, 
took the time. He was like, oh, oh, no one told her about this kind of stuff? Yes, I loved that. I loved that, that they worked through that misunderstanding. I liked that. And also the fact she's like part witch, part demon also, I think, was helped her in that way too because she understood the idea of what the hell is wrong with this world. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm trying to find, I highlighted something in the text where they had a, uh, he was saying something to her, like, he thought she understood, but he realized that she didn't, so that they needed to talk about it. And how true is that for so many, like, in real-life relationships, we assume that the person we're with or the people we're with, that they know what we want or that they understand what we're saying, and then we realize they don't, that they don't, so you have to uh, sit down and have a discussion. And I-, I liked the way it was phrased. I'm trying to see if I can yeah. find it. I I, mean, I feel like they did a really good job of putting some kind of... um maturity into it even though it's a light book it's a very light book it's not dark at all no not at all even the even the stuff is kind of like dark-ish is not dark mm-hmm. like it's a it's a really good fun quick read when you just want to relax yes it's not like some of the ones i've read before it's definitely a good read to relax i totally agree i i found it to be very relaxing i read it in a day it was very enjoyable okay i think i have me, me too see. So I didn't realize this, but Goodreads does this thing where if you highlight the text in your Kindle book, mm-hmm. then it'll you share. Like I'm sure I'm probably everyone's like, yeah, Carrie, we knew that. Where have you been? <laughs> Let's yeah. See. But what I do is I keep it because if I return a book, mm-hmm. I can still keep my notes. That is that is a cool thing. Okay, here it is. I asked for your permission. I assumed you understood what I meant. On this planet, everything is wrong. I don't know all your customs, and I assumed that you felt what I felt. Like, see? How cool is that? Like, you know, like, oh, we had a misunderstanding. I'm sorry. Let's talk this out. Like, I love that. He didn't treat her like an infant either. No, he did not. Yeah. I really appreciated that. He did not treat her like an infant. And I liked the fact that when they were building the relationship, they also built him outside of it. Mm -hmm. Because I was just looking at my notes, and there was a really good plot point that said... A pulse within his head had his dragon squeezing their eyes shut. His powers grew every day as they should. Mm -hmm. The problem was, if he had no balance to his fire, someday he'd burn too right to exist outside his dragon's form. Yes, time was running out for them all. That time was the enemy. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was a good way of establishing why he was so, like, insistent on getting his mate. Like, he had to go find his mate now. Because he realized time was running out for him to be able to help his brothers and his like species and his mm-hmm. planetary people yes. like things were running out and they needed to have some kind of resolution and to do that he needed to find that level that was going to balance him back out to be a good leader and i was like that's cool like that's a good way of dealing with a faded mate without it having to be really like cobbled together mm-hmm. I agree. like time is of the essence okay this makes sense to me now mm-hmm. yeah i like, like there's that a reason too. why mm-hmm. And I think it just—it was nice because sometimes in romance novels, the one partner doesn't get as much developmental time as the other one does. And I think they did a good job of balancing that with these two. It was a faded mate, so you have to suspend disbelief when it comes to the romance a bit. But you could see where they were going as they were going step by step. Mm-hmm. Like she was like, yeah, like we have really hot sex. That's great. But I still don't know you enough to say, like, what do you mean we're mating now? Yeah. <laughs> you want to tell me what any of these words mean in my language mm-hmm. which also made me think of doctor who too because of the chip he has implanted in his head that does that and that's what happens with a lot of the 
companions on Doctor Who. So so confession, I still have not seen Doctor Who and I really want to. It's there's so many seasons, but I think it would just be so fun to watch it. Now now that you're describing it, I'm like, "Oh yeah, I need to see this show." Cuz I yeah. think I would recommend watching uh the 10th Doctor's final full season, not the specials, but like the full season with Donna. I think that that was going to have more of what you're looking for mm-hmm. because there's romance in it, but it's, an, it's kind of like it's, it's another faded mates almost situation in some ways, mm-hmm. but not entirely because he can't be tied down. But anyway, there, there's a whole backstory to that. But the adventures in space, I think you would probably like. And Donna is not a, a mate situation. It's to have a friend situation. Oh, that's nice. And I think, that, I like... think that's probably what you would enjoy more in that mm-hmm. situation rather than the moon eyes and the you know because mm-hmm. my doctor is actually the ninth doctor but that's christopher eccleson's doctor but he's only there for a season so i don't know and that's the beginning of the restart of the reboot of the series so i don't know if that would be a good one to start with for you if you've never seen it i had seen some doctor who before i started watching that doctor who i was a teeny tiny kid on pbs watching mm-hmm. it on pbs but i'd seen it so i understood some of this yeah stuff i remember it being on pbs up where i live too in maine and i think maybe i caught bits and pieces of it it, it was the black and white ver- it wasn't black and white right the earlier yeah. version okay I'm yeah not, i'm not imagining that yeah i remember seeing that bits and pieces but i don't i couldn't tell you what happened or any of the characters I remember seeing definitely the fifth Doctor, and I think the sixth Doctor, and I know for sure I saw the seventh Doctor. Is, so, is David Tennant, was he in one of those movies? That, yeah, that was the tenth Doctor, yeah. Oh, oh well, now I have to watch that. I, <laughs> I've i recently discovered some of his work, and hes I think he's a really good actor. Um, not to go off topic, but that's what I'm doing, because no, no, it's I me. Mean, no, but, it's, yeah. It's not off topic, because like he's played a, several roles. I mean... Also, if you watch the um, reboot of DuckTales, yeah, if you watch the reboot of DuckTales, he plays um, Scrooge McDuck. Oh, I bet he's an awesome Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, and he's and he's actually Scottish, so it works out really well for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was also just in this uh, miniseries, I guess, about a serial killer in, in England, and it's a. I liked it. It it's kind of hard. I have a hard time with some of those specials because it. I don't think they were glorifying the serial killer, but I could see how that might be painful for some people to see, especially, uh, you know, the victim's families. But I thought he was yeah. brilliant in it. Like he, if you look at the the person he played, uh, Des Nielsen, he looked just like him. He it was just uncanny. Really good actor. So I like the 10th Doctor. He's very mm-hmm. much a polarizing figure for a lot of fans, but I like him because I like the bombacity of that he puts into it. Mm-hmm. Like I, I like to be captivated when I watch, like I like to watch everything going on. Yeah. And I was really into his and he's, you know, obviously got on screen charisma. And so I could definitely see him being a good fit for you on the fourth season. The, okay. So his first season was kind of almost like Christopher Eccleston left at the end of the night of his run after mm-hmm. one season. And it felt like the first the tenants first season was almost like a, uh, fixing of the end of you know Eccleston season and then the third season or the second season I guess for him was like kind of that weird transition and then by the fourth season he was leaving he knew he was leaving mm-hmm. so they just had some specials to, to round up for his final go round but um I think that it was probably going to be what you want to watch 
I will look into that, because, definitely. Because, like I said, the, the romance element has been taken out of the plot, and I think that that's more to what you want in your sci-fi than the constant on and off again, on and off again, on and off again. Yeah. This of it all. <laughs> there, There is a lot of on and off again in sci-fi, for sure. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, and sometimes it can you know be a detriment, especially if you're new to a show. So I would definitely go that route. Okay. I'm making a note of that. Tenth Doctor. <laughs> yeah. Tenth Doctor, fourth season. Um... Well, his fourth season. Now, who do you think, like, since we're talking about actors and stuff, who would be a good actor to play Cal if this were a movie? I don't know. I had a hard time imagining it. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, I keep seeing Chris Hemsworth. Yes, be- yes. that That's perfect. I couldn't think of anyone, but now, yes, Chris Hemsworth. And, like, I could definitely, like, with long-haired Thor a little bit. Because this guy is, like, Cal is definitely not, like, a Fabio type. Mm-hmm. And no shade to Fabio to anybody listening. Definitely not a Fabio. But just, it's, it's not, yeah, he's not built like that. He's much more, like, he's got muscles and stuff, but he's still got, like, that tight waist and that, you know, mm-hmm. like, there's a look to him. He's definitely not going to be someone like um, Chris Evans or anything. Right. And he definitely was not a, like, Robert Downey Jr. I'm just going to the Marvel people. Y'all, mm-hmm. sorry. <laughs> but that's where my brain just went. Um, because sci-fi, for whatever reason, that's where my brain goes right now. It's either like that or Stargate from like 10 years ago. Take your pick, guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> although maybe, you know what, thinking about it, maybe a young Ben Browder would have been an okay version of one of his brothers. Not mm. him, but for one of his brothers. Maybe. Yeah, that could work I, I could definitely see like Ben Browder season 10 of Stargate SG-1. Mm-hmm. age as one of his brothers i could see one of, i could see like not him now because that's been quite a while but i mean i could definitely see that kind of an actor in that role that could work i've been watching battlestar galactica lately that's been my my thing and i wonder have you seen have you seen the new battlestar like new from 2004 <laughs> <laughs> i've seen the end i've seen the final but i've never seen anything beyond that because i was like this is not my show <laughs> I have an issue with dark with dark sets. Like, I, the, mm-hmm. it just takes me out of the show. It is <laughs> like, very I dark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Please, <laughs> like, get those little things. You know, the ones you just stick on the wall and touch it, and it just turns it on. Like, oh yes, just do some backlighting. <laughs> yes, it is. It is a pretty dark what. show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, one of the people. The same that... reason I didn't watch Stargate Universe, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah. No, it's okay. No, and that that is fair. I mean, it is a dark show, like literally dark. Like. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, the, may, I don't know, maybe I'm completely off base here, but I think um, Jamie Bamber, he played um, uh, Apollo or um, yeah. Leah Dama, and I could see yeah. him being a dragon. I could see him be, playing I, a dragon. I know exactly who you mean, because he would go to Dragon Con all the time. Oh, well, there you go. So, perfect That's also how I know these people by Dragon Con <laughs> <laughs> what so But would he speak anyone... in his British accent or his, in the American accent? I think I'd want him to have an English accent if, because I'd want Chris Hemsworth to have his um, Australian accent. So you'd have to have right because I think that'd be a good balance. Mm-hmm. Because just because your brothers doesn't mean you grew up like you're next to each other in the cradle, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like you all have different experiences and different lives outside of things. I think I I prefer when people have accents mm-hmm. more. I mean, especially like for a character like Cal, who's not coming from America, like. He's literally coming from someplace far, far, far away. So an accent would make like, sense then. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like how, I mean, like, even if you think about, um, 
Claudia Black in Farscape, she also had like a little bit of an accent, right? Mm-hmm. She didn't have an American accent because she wasn't from America. Yeah. So I think I think it, it adds a little bit of dimension, I think, to the character when they have a different kind of accent than what's expected of it to be. I think that's a good point. Yeah. Now, what about Maddie? Who would play Maddie? Like, I'm imagining. Did it? Did it ever mention what color hair she had? I'm imagining dark hair, but maybe it didn't mention it. I can't remember honestly. Um, I can't remember what, if she was a what her hair color was. I know they briefly described her, but I can't think of it. Can't think of of what it was. For some reason, I'm imagining kind of like a Kristen Stewart in Twilight, which I have not seen. But I mean, I've seen plenty of the clips. But like, but I don't know. I don't know if that would really work though. But imagining dark hair. Yeah, see, I was see, I was more imagining someone with like medium brown, darker brown hair. Not not a like a deep brunette like my hair. If anyone knows has seen me, my hair is very dark brown. I don't mean that brown, but I just mean somewhere that's like kind of like got a sun kissed feel to it. Mm-hmm. Like like multiple shades in it. You have really pretty hair. <laughs> <laughs> With all my gray in it. Um, oh, I, th- I really, I think your hair is really pretty. Like, I, li- I, I like my multiple gray. colors. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, I like my gray. I like the different colors I have. To clarify to people, <laughs> I have dark brunette hair, but I have been gray since, I started going gray when I was like 27. I'm now 40. So that's a bit of a, of a time to kind of go gray. And my dad is a blonde and my mom has got like almost jet black hair with those big curls. Mm-hmm. I call them sea curls. They're not actually sea curls because sea curls are something different, but literally the way, they just look like the sea. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, how my mom's hair is. And so I've got like a nice little range of <laughs> of weird hair. <laughs> well, I, I, I think, like I said, I think your hair is really pretty. And I've also, I, I've been coloring my hair for a while, but I started getting white hairs when I was 23 and they're more and more prominent and I haven't uh, dyed my hair in quite a while because uh, COVID. So <laughs> my hair is many colors now too. But you know, I like that. I like it when hair can tell a story. Yes. That's the way I think of it. Like your hair is, tells you, the hair tells you a lot of story. Like if you have like dark red hair and then you have like lighter roots, then obviously that means that something in your something in you wanted a different look so why Mm -hmm. and then how the different kind of hairs go back and like because even when you go and fix it you still aren't going to match it perfectly because you've got months of of hair growth between it so Mm -hmm. i just i like it when hair has got a lot of dimension to it and story my hair certainly does right now (laughs) (laughs) sure i'm not the only one it's it's uh yeah, I actually bought some purple hair dye, like a, it's like a temporary, but I haven't used it yet, but I've been thinking about it. I thought it might be fun to try something really wild. You know, I'm going to be 42 in a few weeks and never done a hair color that's purple. So that might be a fun thing to try. And happy belated birthday, by the way. You're a fall baby <laughs> <Thank> too. <you. laughs> yep. I'm a September baby. Yes. Actually, I'm a summer baby. Oh, so you were born before the um Yeah, my birthday is September 12th. Okay, so you're not you're not quite into the uh, fall yet. But I always call myself a fall baby because like if because every year <laughs> it can change. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I know like a lot of people go by the calendar like, okay, here it's fall now because it's September 22nd or whatever the date is, but for me I consider fall when it stops being, it stops feeling like summer. I go by what the weather is. So right now um, in Maine, we've actually still had some warm days. So I think we're kind of like in like this weird in-between 
summer fall right now but all the leaves are changing and it's really pretty so we've got changing leaves and still fairly warm days where i can go for walks with shorts on so yeah it's uh it's that kind of transition time of year I always used to hate it when I was a kid because I don't know if you dealt with this in the South, but we'd get up and it would be freezing. Uh, So we'd put on these warm clothes and we'd go to school and then by 12 o'clock we were roasting and you'd think I would have learned, but no, I never did. I always put on too much clothes. (laughs) I don't recall that when I was was younger, but that happens here Mm -hmm. in Germany. So I live by the Tito, Tito Berg. Tito Burger, Tito Burrow. I don't know. I've seen like five different names. Mm-hmm. Forest. So, and it's this huge forest in Germany. It's like it takes up a good chunk of the of the West. And there was a lot, there's a lot of Roman history in this area. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so I live over here, and it'll be like 10 degrees Celsius in the morning, and then I'll get home from school at like one, and it'll be like 23, and I'm like, it's been four hours. Mm-hmm. Because that's what's going, that's what's been going on right now. So it's been like, well, what do I wear? Because some days it's cold and some days it's warm. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing here. I mean, I work from home now, so I, it's not as big of a deal as it was when, when I was a kid or when, or not even when I was a kid, but as, you know, as an adult, when I had to get in a car or bus or whatever and go to where I worked rather than being home. Now it's not so much of a problem, but it always used to just make me so annoyed. Like, oh, I'm so cold right now and I hate being cold. You know, go figure. I'm from Maine, but I hate being cold. So I wonder if there's any shifter, like my my ADD brain's going, ADHD brain's going all over the place here. I wonder if there's any, like, what would it, it would be cool to have a shifter, dragon shifter novel where the dragon comes to Maine or somewhere cold and is trying to get his fated mate to leave and go somewhere warm. (laughs) I've been, I've been reading one. Oh, what is it? Hold on, let me see. I haven't finished it because I, it's been tricky. Mm-hmm. But it's a called Knock Down, Dragon Out by Crystal Shannon. Okay. And I, I, so I got it for free, so I've been reading it. Because if y'all know me, you know I love a free book. And so I've been reading it. And um, he ends up in Alaska. That's, that's pretty cool it's, there. Yeah. <laughs> when it's a sci-fi. It's another mm-hmm. sci-fi where he goes through a portal to, to our world. And he ends up in Alaska. And he's like, what is this white stuff? Mm-hmm. Why am I not warm? <laughs> I live on a planet full of volcanoes. And now, yeah. So, that one exists. Yay. That's awesome. Wait, and are dragons reptiles? I've never really understood that part. Yeah. But I think so. Hmm. I always assume it because like, well, because most, okay, so most dragons are usually Western dragons. That's what people mean when they say dragons. Yes. Um, I don't, I don't know about Eastern dragons, but I've always just assumed they were a lizard mm-hmm. or a reptile. Yeah. Something. That's what I assume too, but maybe not. Have you seen Pete's dragon? I've seen both versions. I haven't seen the new one, but we just, my husband and I, we just watched the, the old version recently and it's so cute. I'd forgotten how much I love that. Like, I I don't really think of myself as a dragon lover, but after reading this oh, book and then seeing Pete's dragon, and there's also, so to, uh, there's Jim Henson back in the day, as Jessica mentioned, I have a Muppets podcast. Uh, <laughs> Jim Henson did a lot of commercials for different companies, and he had a LaCroix commercial where he had the LaCroix dragon. So there's this giant dragon <laughs> Muppet, like, knocking over cans of things in the grocery store and stuff. It's really funny. I'll find it for you. It's Oh, you have to, yeah. because, and I have to put it in the show notes, because 
if anyone doesn't know, I I love to get those like um the things from Lechoy, the um the like the little hard hard pretzel type things. Mm-hmm. I love those things. Nothing else in that in that whole department, but I would go buy those and just stick them on my salad. <laughs> so Lechoy and I are friendly. <laughs> All right. Well, I will. Fi- I will see if I can find you that Lechoy dragon. I yeah. It's it's really funny. It is. It's just so Jim Henson the the dragon coming along and knocking things over and um just re- wreaking havoc. It's wonderful. So there's that one. And then if oh if you want another one, I'm yeah one I'm reading and gonna reviewing. Uh, it's called um uh, How to Train Your Dragon. Oh yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's the dragon set in b- the bayous of Louisiana. Not to be confused with the movie. No. And then there's, there was another one I was reading the other day. What was I reading? Guys, I I read and go through a lot of books and I do or don't like them. So I'm reading a series. I'm not going to talk about what it's about because I don't want to like dog the book because it (laughs) doesn't really have a lot of positivity to it for it. But there in that one, there's also dragons and like this shifter enclave place. And so I like seeing more dragons show up. I like seeing unexpected shifters. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting on a unicorn one now. I know that exists, guys. I just haven't found it. So if you have one, let me know on Twitter. Probably your best bet or email me. Oh, are there any lady or female dragon ones? That's something I would love to read is female shifters. Are, are, know, are shifters always males? I'm, I'm new to this. <laughs> I have got to send you. I told, like, like I said before, I love Shelley Lawrenston. Mm-hmm. Um, she writes some great shifter. It's more contemporary. But most of her books feature, like, very well-established women shifter characters mm-hmm. from a variety of backgrounds and uh, <laughs> shifting places yeah that's awesome and and all kinds of stuff like the smiths are kind of like one of the main ones and they're werewolves and um but like they're kind of connected to everybody else and they kind of like spirals out it's a really nifty i'll have to send it to you yeah please do that sounds awesome i, I love shelly lawrenson i could probably talk i honestly should just have an episode where i talk about nothing but shelly lawrenson because i got breaking badger when mm-hmm. i did the episode for that that was a shelly lawrence uh, awesome. lawrenson did breaking badger so I love her. But yeah, there's a lot of shifter books with female characters. Um, There are some other ones, and they're really good. But later on in the series, I don't really care for them, so I kind of, like, shy away from mentioning them too much. But Mm -hmm. like I said, I really enjoy Shelley Lawrenson's women shifters. Because they have a bunch of different personalities and they have a bunch of different talents and stuff like that. Yeah, that's that's so important. I mean, I think in so many genres the female characters sometimes just don't have personalities and it's really nice to see them having their own personalities and storylines and individuality. So that is cool to hear. So I'm definitely going to say that. I'll have to come up with some more options later. Or again, listeners, Twitter, Damsel's Podcast, just write, let us know. Like write and say, hey, Carrie should read. Yes, please do send Rex. I always love recommendations. So do I, because I miss out on a lot of books, because I usually find my books now on Kindle Unlimited or the free ones, Mm -hmm. or I have Scribd again this month. It won't be lasting beyond that, because I forgot to cancel it. I just put it on pause instead of canceling it back then. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I enjoy finding new books to read, and so it's it's fun, right? Yeah. It's fun to kind of, to find unique ones. I've read a lot of shifters in my life, because I love shifters. Do you remember what your first shifter was, or some of the earlier ones you read? Oh. God, I actually don't because I was reading a bunch of them at one point. So at one point, Courtney and I are actually going to talk about some Laura Lee, mm-hmm. which is basically like 
Laura Lee is, is her own special. I've talked about it before on the podcast, either mm-hmm. on this podcast or the Patreon. <laughs> I can't remember one. But Courtney and I have talked about the cat books. These are the cat books that Courtney mentions sometimes. Mm-hmm. I remember reading those in like 2006 or seven, somewhere around there. Because this is back when like we had small press. Like you couldn't go to Amazon to buy the books. You went and bought them at the actual like websites of the, of the publishers. Mm-hmm. So this was back when like Alora's Cave was still around and stuff like that. So it's been a hot minute or 12. <laughs> but I know one of the first ones I read was Eileen Wilkes' Lupi books. They're about werewolves. It's interesting because the guy is the shifter, but the character Lily is the rule is the shifter. Mm-hmm. And Lily, the main character, is not, but she has another magical talent. So, and there's this interesting world that she's built over the times. I was really sad that they canceled the series because, you know, the book industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is a bummer. Yeah, it was a really good series, and I recommend it. Okay, back to the book because we're ADHDing again. What I found interesting was their faded mates was almost a secondary plot. <laughs> it's a storyline but i liked how it worked out that way because they needed to have it as a almost a secondary one to establish what was going on in the in the other one by the way her ex-fiance's name was donnie i just saw it when i was looking at my notes donnie yeah i kept imagining donnie Wahlberg after that like me too (laughs) rat tail and all welcome to the 1991 version of donnie Wahlberg, guys but um it, it was a very interesting, because I don't want to give everything away, because it, the way the story unfolds is pretty unique, and I don't want to give that away. But, like, the the levels of paranormal conspiracy theories, everything you could think of in Roswell, New Mexico, really worked. Mm-hmm. Like, you're just going, really? Really? What? Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I <laughs> Roswell was a really good setting for this story. I thought that was yeah. really, really good choice. And I, just, I thought it was very interesting, because... You can see the world because, like, if you've ever watched the Roswell TV show, like, you can imagine this kind of setting being in there. Mm-hmm. Even though it's not the same at all, but you can imagine that – we'll call it the laboratory. Mm-hmm. You can imagine the laboratory just plopping down somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like, if you take the the um, thing from season four of Buffy and you just plop it down in Roswell, New Mexico, it could actually work. The initiative or whatever it was, Mm -hmm. yeah. So if you take the initiative and you put it in there, it really has that similar feeling to it. It's pop culture references day, guys. Yes. But that's what I thought of when I read it. I was like, oh, wow, the initiative has come to visit Run. Yes. (laughs) And I think, but one thing I liked about it was the fact that, like, even when she was in that mortal danger aspect, because it happens in everything, Mm -hmm. she was still, like aware enough to protect herself yes right? yes i liked that too what did you think about when the mother told her that you can't use your powers so i'm gonna strip you of your powers i was like oh yeah honestly like that point i kept waiting for her um demon mm-hmm. demon side to come out more yeah i'm hoping that said that there's more of that in the series because this book came out in 2020 i think mm-hmm. so and I, I don't think the last one is out yet because it hasn't been updated in the back, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, I don't remember what it's called. It's like the space, like sci-fi space dragons made or something like that. Anyway, the series mm-hmm. has got like a long name. But I'm hoping that more of that will come out because like you can't insert like a demon in there and then just kind of like walk it back. Mm-hmm. 
It's like, there has to be something going on with that, guys. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. That was one thing that kind of, like, docked down some of my stars. I don't remember what I rated it. But, like, I know I docked down some stars for it. I think it was, like, four stars, three and a half, four stars. Yeah, we didn't really get to see that side of her. No. And that that was one reason that docked it down, actually, was because I was like, okay, but if she's got demon, doesn't that mean something good? Yeah, like, I, I didn't, yeah, you don't really see that part of her at all. And, yeah. Yeah, I think that's worthy of knocking a star down. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I liked her a lot, though. I thought she was really spunky, and I feel like she stood her ground well, and... Yeah. Yeah. I, I liked her. I thought she was cool. And, of course, the, you know, the chicken thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, the chicken thing, and also, like, I, I appreciated how she didn't just give up on things. Mm-hmm. Like, cause at some point, I guess she'd been someone like a ghost hunter type character on TV and her job didn't work out. Mm-hmm. And she'd broken up with Donnie at that point, but she came home because her mom said, come home. And she was like, mama, no, but okay. So she returned to Roswell and it was very interesting to see how she was like feeling down on her luck. And then all this other stuff came running back. Mm-hmm. So I I think I'm hoping that later in the series we'll learn more about her through the other books because this is obviously the first couple in the series and there's I think again six books so there's plenty to be found and at 170 pages it's really easy to read in a day or two yeah. so I can like blow through this in a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a really quick read. I read it in a day and it's, it's it's just a nice way to spend your afternoon especially if you need an escape and and goodness knows like we could all use that now, I think. And I mean, who doesn't love the bat shit in this book? Mm-hmm. This book is completely bat shit. It is. There are so many sections Completely. that I'm just like, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> How, where did that, wait, hold on, let's back up a minute. Where did the storyline come yes. from? <laughs> yes, I loved that too. It was, it was, yeah, very creative. I thought there was a lot of creativity in this book. And I liked it because, so if anyone has read Kelly Armstrong and know Eve, Eve's a witch turned angel and eve reminded me a little bit of her mom Mm -hmm. eve is much more like straight shooting forward whatever but i could definitely see her mom and eve getting along Mm -hmm. because like they'll do whatever they need to do for their kid and anything other than that is not their problem yeah that yes that was definitely the mother i I liked the mother a lot i wish we could have seen a little bit more of her but uh, she i really liked her yeah, I did too. I thought she was a really interesting addition. And, like, when she would randomly pop up, too. Like, it wouldn't always be at, the, like, the most expected time. So, I was mm-hmm. like, I appreciated the fact it wasn't, like, a call your mom and she comes running. It's a call your mom and hope she answers the call at some point. Mm-hmm. Right. Which I think is valid for people that are, like, dead or not. Yeah. <laughs> you call know. your mom and hope they answer back at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because mom's got stuff they have to do, too. So. Exactly. Like, you know, be dead. <laughs> um. <laughs> but it was it was a really good it was a really great book i thought for the beginning of this month and i read it so i i picked the shifter month theme this year because i read in pursuit of dragons which is the steampunk victorian age dragons with wars involved right mm-hmm. but i read that and i was like oh that's really good and then i was like i swear i just downloaded a, a dragon book not too long ago and i did and i found it. i was like oh this is perfect because every single book is different so you have like again in pursuit of dragons which is like you know steampunk <laughs> victorian age <laughs> in scotland very different from Oswald, new mexico contemporary with sci-fi dragon yes and then you have you know the 
firefighters next door dragon next door mate whatever um you have that one and that one's like got a secret island and then it's set in tampa and i love it and then then you have mystic bayou which is in louisiana (laughs) and the cajun country Oh my god. Okay, now I'm getting a, a dragon in Cajun country. Like, I'm getting an image of, like, a, a dragon in a chef hat, like, making um, making jambalaya, like. <laughs> <laughs> Emerald Lagasse, when he thought he could cook. Yes. <laughs> to be fair, actually, just, like, I have a, my godmother had a couple of Brennan's cookbooks. I couldn't bring them with us, but they had really good, they had really good things. Mm-hmm. He didn't own it, but it was just a really popular place that he worked at, I think, at one point. But anyway, I just found it really interesting to see how different these were. Like, three of them are contemporary. And yet! (laughs) Because, like, in the firefighter book, I don't want to give too much away so I won't talk about it. But, like, the setup is very entertaining. Mm -hmm. And then you're just like, what now? And then you get to um, the last one, Mystic Bayou, which is by Molly Harper, which I love Molly Harper. She makes fantastic paranormal not necessarily a rom-com but has that like light feel to it Mm -hmm. so she's really good at that Uh, i used to i read her naked werewolf books and i read her um hollows i can't remember the name but hollows which was the vampires and then of course now there's mystic bayou which in mystic bayou there is a rift that's actually causing people to become shifters even if they haven't had shifters in their family for like generations and so it's 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 very interesting to see how the different takes on this are because it's a sciencey base like this one but it's handled completely different Mm -hmm. so i just i thought it was a really interesting kind of selection of books i managed to randomly grab yeah i think you you picked a very interesting selection definitely (laughs) i'm excited to hear your episode with courtney i think that'll be fun (laughs) oh yeah it's we always have courtney and i always 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 have a (laughs) We still have to read the other two Corona books, too, and put them on uh, Patreon at some point, Oh, yeah. Too. Oh, yeah. No, I, we have not forgotten. I just haven't had a lot of time recently for such things. <laughs> Our schedules don't always match up right now, but so, <laughs> it's just been very entertaining coming up with options because there are other books. Again, like, I have more Dragon books than I realized in my selection here. I was like, oh, right. Oh, okay. Who knew? Not me. <laughs> I only I only download them because like there's Chase Me, a Kirby Girl, and a Dragon Shifter romance that I haven't read. <laughs> dark Dragon's Mate, which is like a Darkwing Dragons book one, which made me laugh. oh my gosh, that's hilarious! <laughs> right, Dragon Bones, Dragon Rose, like, and that's, these are just the things that are coming up magically. Uh, you know, as I come up, like there's the Dragon's Dilemma. Caden, a sci-fi alien romance dragons a riddick book one so like there's a lot of <laughs> books and i covered a dragon shifter in the first halloween actually Sven and i read the last blackstone dragon that was like episode six i think and so that one was in the beginning i have a lot of options to choose from i chose some pretty random ones i like, I mean, I like random i do too i was like sure why not yeah i like random i think you have some good I mean, choices I think I, I hope your listeners will enjoy this. I I think uh, dragon you can't go wrong with dragons. Dragons are cool. You really can. Yeah. 
and dragon shifters. It's not a word. Mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong. To quote, you know, the heaving bosoms, I love me a word, mm -hmm. but I like it when I can get a different kind of word. Yes. I think I'm, I, I should probably just send you some links randomly to some like paranormal romance just to kind of give you a little bit more. Yeah, please. <laughs> you know, I'm, this is not a, this is not something I'm familiar with. So yeah, it's kind of cool to read and read more of it, read more paranormal and, um, get to know it a little bit better and it's it's very entertaining you know what this book was very entertaining and like i said before it was a very good escape and it's nice to have that and yeah. like i've mentioned too before like i think romance is so nice to read right now because you know there's an hea and we don't you know the world's kind of difficult well the world is difficult now and it's nice to have that escape whether you're escaping with a dragon or you're back in regency england or whatever you know it's just nice being able to read something where you know everything's going to be okay at least for the leads and contemporary ones like yes. i was reading one that was listed as a romance but i'm not really sure how to place it because it, it had romance a plots do not get me wrong that's what makes it a romance and there was an hea and stuff but it almost felt more like women's fiction because there were enough voices within that that really worked and it was called the bennett women mm -hmm. i don't remember who wrote it is that based uh, is that like a pride and prejudice thing or um, yeah. yeah 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 it's actually based on that okay and I know that Adele Buck, who has been a guest on this podcast, is friends with the author. Mm -hmm. She was actually in the acknowledgement. So I was like, hey, I know her. <laughs> but it, it was very interesting because I'm finding more of those kind of books on Kindle Unlimited. And for those that don't know, Kindle Unlimited can be an amazing resource when, when you want audiobooks. And I'm not plugging it or anything. I'm just saying that, you know, sometimes when your money is tight, you, you do what you can. Like I, I bought In Pursuit of Dragons for like 99 cents when it was on sale. A couple months ago and I have a I, I add books to my chirp account all the time but you know it always just depends on the money and so Kindle Unlimited has offered me a lot more books and I'm finding a lot of interesting romances that I may have missed otherwise yeah because right now I just don't have the patience to I, I cannot read like 300 pages of a book I just cannot right now I I've got so much going on with school and with my back and forth and all of that mm -hmm. and because my school doesn't end until the end of January and I'm cramming a year and a half worth of information in six months. So I just, I can't do that. So it's really nice to be able to find audiobooks. And so I've been looking for a few more. I downloaded one called Fluffy. Mm -hmm. I think it's called Fluffy. And it was by Julia Kent, which is about a fluffer. I'm not familiar with this. What is a fluffer? <laughs> a fluffer is someone that fluffs certain body parts. Oh, right, 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 right. Okay, yes, I know what that is. But she thinks they're talking about real estate. Like fluffing pillows and decorating oh. and stuff like that. So I haven't listened to it, but I, I save these kind of books for funness, right? Mm -hmm. And so at the time I was like, I need to read something. I need to come up with something for Halloween month. And I was like, what do I have? <laughs> <laughs> I had dragon stuff. Not a problem to find. I probably could have found some more. But I'd, I'd really been really invested in, in the pursuit of, of dragons. And so I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. So I, I grabbed that. It was, just, it was very interesting to see what was available online, mm -hmm. <laughs> online through Kindle Unlimited. Again, because if it's a short book, like if it's 100 pages to like maybe 150, I'm okay. This one was a little bit over that. But it was okay because like a lot of times the back end of the book is usually not more than 150 pages like that last back half is usually like you know previews and you know stuff like that at the end of the books so i can handle that 
So I was really glad to see this kind of like lighthearted sci-fi random find in my (laughs) my Kindle library. I have like 400 books in there. I haven't bought most of them. Most of them have been like freebie downloads. And so I like giving new authors chances Mm -hmm. and tries. Yeah. I just read a book. I don't know if this is like not on topic, but have you read Crazy for a Geek Girl? I have not. I just read that. It's about, um, it's a, it's a a lesbian romance and the main character, she works in this corporate environment and then she winds up falling in love with this IT woman who uh, comes to her office and, you know, not totally not a dragon story, but I I thought I I enjoyed it. I thought you might like it too. There's, it's very consensual, lots of talk of consent and yeah. Just so important. So important. Yeah. And it's not done in a way that hits you over the head. You know, it's just uh, things like, you know, I... I did this when I could tell she wanted to, or, you know, just little things like that. Yeah. I liked that. And then, yeah, it's, it's just, it's a novella. It's short. It's a good read. Yeah. I liked it. I thought it was cool. And I would recommend that to anyone who w- is looking for a good lesbian uh, romance novella. So. <laughs> I like it when my guests can actually reference books and stuff. I don't know. I think it's really important. Oh, cool. You know, there's another one I just read actually that I think you might like. Uh, it's called... Let's talk about love. And it's about a a woman. She's a black asexual woman. And then she she falls for this man. He's he's an Asian man and he's heterosexual and kind of her navigating being asexual and dating and all that. And I I really wanted to read that because I realized I really didn't know a lot about uh, what it means to be asexual or asexual dating or anything like that. And this really I thought it was really well written and gave a good snapshot of what that what it's like to date when you're asexual or at least that's that's what I've read with the reviews so um that's it yeah I really enjoyed it I thought it was a good book well see that's why I actually was picking up the Bennett women Mm -hmm. because it's based and it's like it's a new adult so it's like end of college like you know 22 23 Mm -hmm. but what I found really interesting was was when I was reading it the lead character is a young black woman mm-hmm. and i say young again because she's 22 and i'm 40 so this is young to me yeah but she's a young black woman and she's trying to navigate on how to succeed in her field mm-hmm. while maintaining what keeps her happy but will also keep her fed and how to like navigate all the microaggressions that come with mm-hmm. her field because she's an engineer mm-hmm. and the lead main character who is playing darcy's role is a south south asian mm-hmm. yeah i think south asian actor Nice. Who is going through this like weird time period for him. Mm -hmm. And he's no longer on his show and he no longer has what he needs. And part of it is, is because of a bad reputation given to him by a woman, someone in the, in the limelight as well. And it kind of diminished his star, but then it comes back up a little bit. And I appreciated how navigated what can happen and stuff without it being, it was natural to the story. We'll put it that way. And there's also the person playing, Oh, I can't remember her name. Elizabeth's sister. Oh, uh, Jane? Yeah, Mm -hmm. the one playing Jane is Jamie, who is a trans woman. Oh, wow. I'm going to have to read this. I I love a good Jane Austen retelling. And I I think it is like, I don't like Jane Austen, let's put it that Mm -hmm. way. But I really enjoyed this book. And I'm recommending it at the end of this episode because, again, I wouldn't have given it any kind of okay if I hadn't found it on Kindle Unlimited, which is where I found all these, like a lot of these books. Mm -hmm. And so I think that Kindle Unlimited has a lot of issues and a lot of problems and there's been a lot of crap going on with them. But one thing I do appreciate is, is the ability to find new authors and the people that they include in their catalog or the people that they 
outright published because Mont Lake is Amazon. So it offers me a lot more diversity to talk to, to you know, everyone else around. So like I said, it's not free, but 10 bucks a month for 20 books, up to 20 books at a time is not a bad deal. Because like where I am, my library is so small. We have some English books, but they're mostly like thrillers. And I love those. I have an entire channel about different subjects other than romance. But I want to find things in romance that I can read and I can follow along and I can have conversations with. So mm-hmm. I really appreciate that, you know, Amazon is offering that to me at a 10 bucks a month price. You can't really beat it. Yeah, it is a very good price. So however you feel about it, it's always nice to have that extra bit of connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and living here in the States, a lot of libraries have things like Libby and Cloud Library, too. Like, that's also, exactly. you know, if people don't have access, if money's not something that, you know, if they don't have the extra $10, I highly recommend Libby or Cloud Library from your oh. local library, if your library oh, has it, or Hoopla. There's a lot of online digital yeah. platforms for free that I think are really great. I, I in Maine, we only have Cloud Library, but the, the the state decided, I don't I don't know how it works exactly, and I should, I used to... I mean, I, I I worked in a library for quite a while. That's my background. But um, the the platform the whole state has started using is Cloud Library instead of uh, Overdrive slash Libby. So, yeah. so no Overdrive for us. But yeah. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> but no, but I think it's also like it's a point because like even getting a library card that has access to audiobooks especially can be very difficult to get too mm-hmm. because not every system has a lot in their system. It's true. Not every system does have a lot and different libraries have different platforms and not all of them will have the same books. And yeah, like that's definitely something to think of. And then libraries are not always, I can, I guess I can say this now that I'm not working in one, like they're not always completely accessible, I think. And as yeah. a person with ADHD, I really realized that I a lot of libraries are doing away with late, fin- late fines now, which I am so grateful for because I think that's been a barrier for a lot of people Yeah, who have executive dysfunction. So Yeah, I had a $9 fee this month. Not $9, 9 euro fee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I've had fees. I've had to pay. Um, when I worked in a library, it wasn't so bad because I worked there. So I would always, you know, I'd remember to bring my books back because that was where I worked every day. But... I have a really hard time remembering to return things now. And, and libraries do still charge. A lot of libraries that are doing away with late fees, they are still charging replacement fees, which I think is I think yeah. is perfectly reasonable. Yeah. I mean, like, if the book doesn't come back in, you've got to do something Exactly. With it, but... Exactly. Yeah. Because it's out of their budget, mm-hmm. and there's a very small budget. Yeah. That is one nice thing about uh, Libby or Overdrive or Cloud Library or whatever uh, platform you use and or hoopla if you have deal with the executive dysfunction and you have an issue remembering to return your items these items return on their own so you never have to worry about them being late yeah. um it's kind of a bummer if you forget about it and then they're gone but um but you know you just have to wait for the next go around exactly yeah. yeah but i think there's there's definitely some some pluses to that so I do highly recommend libraries as a resource if you don't have a lot of money to read books but I, I do encourage people to check the library's uh, lending policies just, just to see what the fines are, how long you can have them, stuff like that. Like, it's important to know the guidelines so you can know what to expect. So just putting that out there, but, you know. <laughs> My problem is, is being overseas. I don't live in the U.S. And in my system in Georgia... Every two years, you have to show up and get your new card. You can't do it online. Mm -hmm. And that's also a barrier because, like, if you don't have the time to go, if you're working or whatever, 
which is why I didn't have one renewed before I left because mm-hmm. I'd been working, you know, 40 hour weeks at that point. So I didn't have a lot of time. Are they making an exception for that now with COVID? Nope. You still have to show up and get them because it's the system in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I was looking at that and, you know, I haven't had one since like 2019 now. Mm-hmm. And so I can't get access to it. So I can't get out, even though I'm technically a resident there, even though like that's where my like U.S. legal addresses, all that is there. You know, my ID address and everything is there. So it's a bit of a problem because then libraries become this conversation of, okay, I can't access something that's available because I can't get back there. I don't have, like if I had $800 to get a plane ticket to go get a library book, I would have a much bigger library here because I wouldn't have to go back home. Right. <laughs> and then the ones here do not have, they do not have the same accessibility. Mm-hmm. Because it's not an English-speaking country. Right. So it's hard to kind of navigate that. And that's why like places like Kindle Unlimited and Scrib mm-hmm. are good for, for people like me. Because even though we're paying money for it, it still functions in many of the same ways. Because we can return the book. We get to keep our notes and return the book. Yeah, I really like that. I think that's awesome, for sure. I mean, I don't think I can do that on Scrib, but I know I can do it with Kindle Unlimited. Mm-hmm. So... That's very helpful, but like, there's a lot of questionable things you can do with that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You said you use Chirp too, right? Yeah, I use Chirp. I love. I Chirp. just started Chirp using like Chirp. The I best like it. Thing I've mm-hmm. I love it. Like, I've gotten so many great books. In February, I downloaded The Sound of Stars mm-hmm. by Alicia Dow. Oh, how oh is that? God. I keep seeing that. That book keeps coming up, like in like the you know book recommendations. Yes. Is it good? Oh my God! Yes. Okay. It's great. It's a it's a YA set in like post alien invasion, and it's just it's this great storyline. And I actually listened to the audiobook first, mm-hmm. and I liked it enough. I actually when when it went on sale, I got the ebook as well. Oh, nice. The, and I got I, it was a discounted book for February because it was Black History Month, mm-hmm. and so I got it for like. I think it was like four ninety nine, and for an audiobook, that's a really good deal for a book that had been like out for less than a year or so at that point. Mm-hmm. And so I got it for like four ninety nine. I loved it. It's it was probably like one of my first intros back into YA, you know, modern YA, and I was like, oh, okay, I can see this. And there's a lot of cultural relevance as a reader. You can follow things along. And mm-hmm. so I highly recommend that book. Okay. I've also gotten like so many more. Some of them I haven't liked. Some of them I need to finish because executive dysfunction. Mm-hmm. But I've probably got like eight or nine audiobooks from there. And The Sound of Stars is the only one I've ever paid more than like $1.99 for. Mm-hmm. So I go through and get them. I read Zoe York. I, that's when I first read her work. So it, it gives me the opportunity of finding things I may not be able to find otherwise. Because at the time, I didn't have Kindle Unlimited either. So I was like just buying, you know, audiobooks here and there. Mm-hmm. And like I couldn't afford Libro FM. I couldn't afford a lot of these places. So I was like, oh, no, this is pretty good. Yeah, I mean, 10 bucks a month. I mean, you really can't beat that. That is really good. Yeah. Yeah. For basically like a supply of quite a few books, because it's not just audiobooks. It's also just sometimes it's just ebooks. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to this next month because the mystery series I've been reading, two more books come out this year. So nice. two more books come out next month in that series. They're like sh- the short novellas. I did a video on it. It was um the Widow's Islands novellas. Mm-hmm. There's more coming out. I should mention I put the video on... <laughs> just checks out just to clarify for everybody it's a great channel everyone check it out (laughs) 
<laughs> it's my YouTube channel where I talk about books other than romance. Romance is purely here. I also read other things and I wanted to share that because I think it's good to have different ways of communicating and different representations on how you communicate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, so, I agree. And I really enjoy your channel a lot and I love your reviews and I love seeing Penny. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I should mention that I usually have Penny as the end of the B-roll of every video, mm -hmm. pretty much. It's like her or the or like where I'm living. So like you'll see things like swans or you'll see like one of the bridges where one of our local train stations is. And mm -hmm. I try to show a little bit of stuff. And as soon as my teeth get fixed, which should be end of the year, everybody, and then I will sound more like myself, I think. But at the end of the year, I'll also be able to be making more vlogs and stuff like that. So that will help too. That's well, not awesome. end of year, beginning mm -hmm. of next year, but you know what I mean? Like yeah. I'll have the availability for it. Mm -hmm. So that will also help. So like even when I'm not doing the podcast, I am I am reading more romance. It was a very long period where I just was burnt out. Because mm -hmm. I've only been reading romance for three years. Like that was it. Yeah. And my brain was just like, no, you're done. <laughs> yeah. like, okay, I guess I'm done for a while. <laughs> and so reading the other things and creating the channel helped me come back to romance because it was like, okay, I've extended my knowledge, you know, even more, expanded it, extended it, however you want to put it. And so I, I felt a lot better about it. And so I came back here with a fresher face. I know September was like a weird month where I didn't have pretty much anything go out. Mm -hmm. uh, we I actually had plans for things to go out about third week of the month and we were on the way to getting it out putting it out before this one came out and life events happened and so things just had to kind of be pushed back it's the same reason i don't have a lot on my youtube channel right now mm -hmm. just priority became something else yeah i should mention it has nothing to do with me like it's not me it's not a me thing but it's a family thing and so family is always first yes no matter what mm -hmm. so anyone who knows me knows that so I'm going to put that out there and say that there will be more coming out now. We were in the middle of, like, my husband was in the middle of editing multiple things, and we just stopped for that little bit of time. We were just like, we, we need to chill. But more will be coming up soon. Yeah. There should be four episodes in October, and then I'm going to, like, kind of use some ones that I've needed to get out previously that have been recorded for quite a while. I'm going to have those come out in November, and then December will be holiday month. So, if anyone has any holiday recommendation books, let me know. Ooh. I like it when they're affordable. And affordable for me, I should mention, is usually like under three bucks <laughs> right now. Because <laughs> if it's an ebook, if it's under three books, if it's an older book and I can find it online and I can buy it and have it shipped here, like uh, through eBay or whatever, because we have, there's actually a pretty thriving uh, English speaking thing, but. I have a couple books I'm thinking about. I need to kind of like go over and read them, but I need some more suggestions. Not just Christmas either. Hanukkah, Kwanzaa. There's actually a number of Hanukkah romance like, novel or romance books I've been yeah. coming across. Yeah, I've I covered we covered one last year, cozy. But I want to do a couple more because to me Christmas it's not Christmas season; it's holiday season and holiday season. Mm -hmm. It means something for different people at different times. Oh, right? are there any so, solstice ones? That would be fun. That's what I was going to say. Like, I don't know of any, but I would love to find some solstice ones. I'm, I'm trying to find things that are outside the box. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, I have, like, I think it's, what was it, in a, The American Princess or something. I don't remember. I have one that I want to read. Um, Because uh, I want to say Kelly from Boobies and Newbies was talking about it last year. So... I want to read that one. I bought it because it was on sale for a buck ninety nine when they were having that sale... Uh, 
I think it was in June, when Amazon was having the sale for, like, dukes and duchesses and all that kind of stuff, so I got it then. Uh, I'm just, I'm trying to, like, you know, vary up. So if you guys have any suggestions, again, honestly, Twitter is your best way of getting me right now because I am awful about emails at the moment. <laughs> because in most places, I'm like six hours ahead of the U.S. right now. So like in the Eastern time, I'm six hours ahead and that can be a bit of a jump. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm also terrible with emails, so I totally hear that. <laughs> so like if you want to catch me, Twitter is your best bet. Either DM or at me. Just tag me in a Twitter thread. It's easier for me to find right now i've just got so much going on in schooling right now <laughs> you guys seriously have no idea yeah you know like we you know life happens you know life happens and we don't always get to our social medias and we don't always get our content out but yeah, yeah. and that's exactly why and then like i know that you have some coming up soon on Muppet Profiles. Yes, yes. We actually, we didn't get anything out last month. We try to get episodes out once a month and didn't happen last month. But by the time this comes out, we will have our Elmo episode up. And it's a two-part episode where my husband, Justin, and I were the hosts. And we, we talk about Elmo in one episode and in the second episode, we interview someone, a teenager from the Philippines named Teeny. Teeny loves Elmo, and they they are a really good artist. I don't remember their Twitter handle now, but it's me, myself, and Teeny. And they do just such wonderful art. And they actually did this. Oh, do you remember the Skeeter picture? Yes. That, they did that. So they did. Oh, wow. Yeah, they did the Skeeter picture, and they did an Elmo one for us. And we got to talk to them a little bit about elmo and uh their love of elmo and the elmo song and all that and it was really cool because i i talk about this on the show too like elmo became big when i was around the, it was around the time when i was getting a little too old for it or like you know i was yeah. telling people i'm too old for this you know when you're like 10 okay. 11 when you could really still be watching it but you don't you you know you want to be cool so you're not gonna watch it but <laughs> but we have okay. that and then we also have one coming up with dotty soon hi dotty i know you're a listener here Yay, too hi, dotty. dotty by the way is patron dotty from the pot it's it's a really i i loved talking with dotty dotty was just so fun to have on our show and i'm really excited about that episode We'll, we'll be yeah, talking about loves, Abby Cadabby. I was going to say, she loves Abby. Abby's great. I, just, I love Abby, too. I can't wait for that one to come out, because she's like, getting to talk about Muppets is like one of her favorite things, so. It's a really good episode. <laughs> I'm really yeah. excited for it. Yeah, she really knows her her history of Muppets in the best way. Mm -hmm. I love that. So I'm, I'm really happy to see that it's going to come out. Yeah, she, I'm excited, too. Abby. Yeah, Dottie's awesome. I'm not sure what's going to happen with, we're kind of um, figuring out how we want to go forward with the show. Justin's back in school now and busy and we don't have as much time. And our, our goal was to do it for a year and mm -hmm. ne next month will be a year. And we're planning on doing some holiday episodes for, for some different holiday specials. After that, I'm not sure. Like, we want to keep it going, but we're also trying to be realistic. Um you know, like I said, you know, life does get busy and sometimes you yeah. you just don't have time to get the content out. And, you know, we don't get paid for our podcasting. It's it's you only. It's you only. Yeah. So I hope we'll be able to continue. We're planning to continue at least till the end of the year. But I, you've been on our show and we loved having you on. It was so fun. <laughs> I always jump on whenever you need somebody. <laughs> oh, yeah. We love we love having you on. We try to have a wide array of people on and it's always nice to hear people's thoughts on on Muppets. We love talking Muppets with everybody. Well, yeah, and like, and we all have different experiences with Muppets, so it's always nice to see that kind of connection, but in a different way. If you ever had, like, it'd be cool to do a crossover episode sometime where we talk about, like, the romance between Kermit and Piggy or something like that. 
would be great, but then I don't know if that's necessarily a romance so much as a toxic relationship. I know, I know, and I just had this <laughs> horrible pig pig pun. De- we could call it deconstructing hamsels. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would get me oh a high yeah from Piggy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my god, no, you would not be like, you would just be off the planet. Yep, yep. Yep, I'd be karate chopped right off the planet. <laughs> You'd just be floating in space like you were Starscream or something. Yep. I don't know. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Which, if anyone's wondering why the random 1980s <laughs> cartoon, my husband loves loves Transformers. I've been watching the the cartoon show. So <laughs> my husband loves it too. <laughs> yeah, we watched the Starscream episode the other day. One of them, and I was like, okay. <laughs> I love it by the way. I'm not I'm not downing it. I'm just like so whenever I see someone floating in space, now all I see is Starscream just going flying by. <laughs> <laughs> As you know, like uh Galbaton goes after him now. <laughs> I love it. Like, hey, I'm angry, let's go use this. I was like, oh god. <laughs> but yeah, so is there anything else you want to add before we hang up? Oh, wait, hold on a minute. Did we really end this up? Wait, hold on. Oh, yeah, did we end? I think we forgot the book. <laughs> okay, so before we go, I mean, we talked about the book. So yeah. don't don't hold us against us, guys. This is what happens when you put two ADHD people together. Oh, yeah. I mean, leaving us unattended is not a good idea. I mean, we will go right off topic. <laughs> this is supposed to be an hour. It's now an hour and a half. That should tell you something. Mm-hmm. But uh, would you read any more from this author? I think so. Yeah. I found it enjoyable. I I don't think I'd like jump on like, you know, be in a mood to immediately read it, but I think it it's a fun one to read like on a rainy rainy weekend or if you've just had a stressful day at work. I'm kind of a mood reader like you are and I think this is a good it's a good mood pick me up. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. It's a book that like if you have access to them, I think it'd be really fun. Mhm. Without it being, like, you don't get super invested in fan wars over it, but you enjoy it. Yes. Like, it's it's relaxing. Yes, I agree. I'm definitely going to be reading her again. I want to read the next one. <laughs> Kindle Unlimited lets me read as many as I want. Mm-hmm. Uh, not as many, but it's, like, 20 now instead of 10. So I'm like, yes, I don't have to be quite so. <laughs> All right. We talked about your recommendations. We talked about my recommendations, what you'd like. I think, oh, my God, I think we actually finished off the book finally. Oh, we did. Wow. I'm impressed. Go us. <laughs> Yay. That's an ADHD <laughs> triumph right there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Especially because I haven't recorded with anybody in like, what, six, seven months? It's so been a while. Yeah. Like, like I yeah. think you recorded with me for the Princess Bride a while ago. And then I think you had a couple other people you recorded with after me. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. It's been quite a while. I mean, it's already October basically at this point. Oh my so. goodness. All right. Where can people find you? You can find me, I'm kind of all over the place on social media. The Twitter account I use for books and, and such, it's a Carrie Brary, K-E-R-R-Y, B-R-A-R-Y. And then I also have Care Bear Lib, it's K-E-R-R-B-E-A-R-L-I-B. I'm a big Trekkie, so it's more for Star Trek figure skating, stuff like that. Someday I should probably just combine the accounts because it's a lot to keep track of. And then there's yeah. my podcast, of course, it's Muppet Profiles on Twitter and... 
We also have a tenor page where we do gifs or, or gifs. I, I don't like saying gif. It sounds like peanut butter, but gifs where we do those. So we've got lots of fun little Muppet gifs there. Look. It'll be gifts until the day I die. Yes. No one can take it away from okay. me. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm team gift too. So <laughs> yeah, that's where you can find us. And you can find our podcast Muppet Profiles and definitely say hi. You know, you can tweet to us. We have a we have a Gmail that I don't check very often, but it's a <laughs> MuppetProfiles at gmail.com. I'm also not good with email. Uh, I don't know if that's an ADD thing or ADHD thing or not, but it's not something I'm not great with, but... Yeah, so that's that's what I'm up. That's what where you can find me now is uh, find my personal stuff on Twitter, or you can check us out on Muppet Profiles. And I will have those links in the box. I keep wanting to say description box because I'm so used to doing it for just checks out now. I'm mm-hmm. like the notes box. The notes thing? box. I don't know. Yeah, it does the same thing. It's just <laughs> location is different, but it's still the same thing. It's still the description box. Mm-hmm. But I'll have all that information in there. And anything else you want to end on? Nothing I can think of, really. Nothing that's coming to mind. Yeah, I'm. thank you so much for having me. It's been really fun. And for anybody out there who's having, you know, I, I love, I, one thing I love so much about your show is how encouraging you are to everyone. Like you always, whenever I listen to your show, I always wind up feeling better. Like Aww. if I'm having a bad day or whatever, you, you just, you have a way of saying things that always make me feel better. So I'll, I'll end with that. Thank you. Like, you know. Anyone who's having a bad day, listen to Jess's show. She'll make you feel better. You always make me feel better. So so thank you for that. You got the puppy dog look from me. Not many people get that from me, but thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) That makes me feel all warm and fuzzy now. Oh, good. I'm glad. (laughs) But really, I mean it. Like, you really, you know, your podcast is a a bright light in my life. So thank you. I know you've been supporting it pretty much since the beginning. Um... Well, not since the beginning, but like since I started doing more, more pushing out my own content. There's a separate there for a reason. All right. So we will see you soon. Whenever I throw up a please come on the podcast and you go, okay. Yes. You're very good at that. It's very convenient and very helpful. Oh, happy to help. Likewise, likewise course, for my podcast. <laughs> but of course, you're also a patron, which is amazing. I like it when people can be interactive. But I think that's all. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Hot dang. Hot dang. Look at us. Yay. It only took an hour and a half instead of, hey, it only took an hour and a half instead of three. I know. That, hey, that's like, that's impressive. That's like half the time. Yes. Look at me! Yay! I mean, it won't be an hour and a half for y'all because we're going to be editing this down. But an hour and a half for me is a really good deal, guys. Like, that's just superlative at this point. Yay! Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm going to let you go. Okay. Well, have a good rest of the day. I'm going to try. So, what did you think? I had a blast recording this with Carrie, and I was talking about the what the fuckery of it all in the best way. And this is not abnormal for the month, by the way. I have got Courtney coming up next episode, and we will be discussing Firefighter Dragons Next Door, made by Alicia Bang. That one will be out, and it's even more... And then we're going to end the month. I was going to put four episodes out this month, guys. I really just can't do that. So we're going to have three. We're going to be ending with Courtney. And we'll be reading and talking about How to Train Your Dragon by (laughs) Holly Molly Harper, who I love. And I apparently got Courtney in reading it. So we'll talk more about that at the end of the month. 
But I really hope you're enjoying the theme this month. I just, I haven't seen, I haven't seen a lot of dragon shifters. And so I was really enjoying that. And if you hear any kind of grumbling, that would be Penny saying hello. Because it's early morning and I am recording this before I have to go to the dentist. Because that's what you do when you're a grown person with many, many appointments for teeth and health and life. So, (laughs) I will... Look forward to seeing you next time. If you would like to find me, you can find me on Twitter, Patreon, Instagram. I'm really bad about Instagram right now, guys, all across the front. I just I, it, it takes a lot of time to format and make those things look nice. And right now I don't have a lot of it because I'm still in school to the end of January, plus the health things. Anyway, and all that stuff will be on Damsel's Podcast. I do have an email at damselspodcast at gmail.com. I realized I got an email a while back. I need to go reply i'm seriously i'm so scattered right now that at damsels podcast at gmail.com as much as i like to use it i honestly don't have the i can't do it right now it just it's a lot of communication so it's easier to catch me on twitter or something like that and just tag me i'm really happy this month (laughs) honestly like i am so glad that you know my friend stepped in and offered to to do this it's been fun (laughs) and i think that sometimes we need to remember to have a little bit of fun when we do podcasts right because there's a lot of work that goes into it, and there's a lot of editing. And Mr. Editor, my husband's twin, has been amazing with editing all of this stuff for me because he does this plus my <laughs> currently on pause YouTube channel. But I'm looking forward to it, and I can't wait to get back into doing things and having fun. And I hope you enjoy this episode. I know it's a little bit longer than normal, but I really wanted you to get some fun content for, for Dragon Shifter Month. And like I said, next episode will be with Courtney. That's going to take a minute to (laughs) edit down because it's really long. So patrons, you're going to have a lot of content. If anyone would like to, (laughs) I don't know, give me a really cool idea on what I can do for the Christmas episodes, that would be great. I mean, when I say Christmas, but when I say Christmas, I just mean December in general, just there's I was looking at the Audible list, and it was like all Christmas stuff for the most part. So, But I really want stuff not Christmas as well during the holiday season. Winter Solstice, if you could find some of that, that'd be fantastic. Because I can't find any, and I'd really like to read some more Winter Solstice stuff. Because I think it's kind of untalked about. Also, you know, I appreciate it when you talk about the high holidays and other religions outside of Christianity. Because it's Christmas month, but it's not just Christmas that has big holidays in that month. So, if you would like to do that, please, 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 please catch me on Twitter. I think my, I don't know if my DMs are open. I think I may have to open them back up. But, I really hope you do, and I hope you enjoyed it, and I cannot wait for you to hear the next episode and continue on with this month. Please, please have a great day. If you need a good affirmation at the end of this episode because I try and do that because I do know that it's nice to hear happy things. Just realize that no matter what you're going through, your feelings and your emotions behind them are valid because sometimes I feel like in romance that can be kind of be pushed aside in some genres. Not not all and not all authors, but I've been noticing that a little bit and I've been reading more of the Dragon Shifters this month and I've noticed there's more focus on women and what they go through and how to survive it and I think that in general, we need to focus on that more, that whatever you're feeling is valid. Now, how you react, that's a different story, but your feelings are valid. And so just know that your feelings of good and bad are definitely worth it all. And I hope you have a really good day. And do not forget to go support 
other people because I'm really lucky that people still support me. All right, guys. Bye. Thank you.